from worlds beyond to right at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Hey, Aaron. Welcome all to all my fantasy children. My name is Aaron Catano Sayers. And my name is Jeff Stormer. <laughs> and this is All My Fantasy Children. It's a world building, character creation, and collaborative storytelling podcast where each week, Jeff and I take a brilliant listener submitted prompt. We take that prompt and we spin it into an original fantasy character, world detail, myth, legend, what have you. And develop a fantasy world we call fantasy. And yes, it is as good as it sounds. It's great. It's, it rules. It, it does. It does rule. Um, and we like to Turns start. Turns out we're fucking great at this. Yeah, you know, you know, I don't want. I was gonna say when we start with bits, but today, kind of just want to start with talking about how great we are. So I always want to say I always tell people that MFC is the best podcast that you haven't started yet, and I truly feel that's the truth. I feel the same way. It's great. And I, I think that you, you would enjoy it. Uh, if you gave us a listen, I think you would love it. Yeah. Uh, if you've given us a listen today, thank you. I hope you I hope you enjoy what you're about to hear. Yeah. I feel like if you're hanging out with us right now, I don't know about you, Jeff, but I, I've been trying. This is also me transitioning to what's getting me excited, but also I'm joining the listener. I'm trying to up my tea game. Hmm. I don't know fuck jack shit about tea. I've been a coffee ghoul. Like, I worked at a coffee shop that I've said on the podcast I've been fired from. Um, but I'm trying to up my tea game. And it's hmm, it's an okay. interesting one, because how much do you know about tea? Very little. It's Virtually right. nothing. I fucking know nothing. So I bought, like, the variety pack at my local sea town And right now, I'm going in on some Irish breakfast tea. I gotta say, it is not good. <laughs> but I'm gonna drink this whole fucking mug over the course of this recording. It makes me very happy. Now, Jeff, what's been getting you jazzed up? Or what have you eaten this week? What's making you happy? What's uh, giving you providing decent feels? Let's see. What's giving what's giving me good feels this week? Uh I undertook the silly, I undertook an extremely satisfying uh personal crafts project. Okay. That uh I'm extremely proud of. I'm extremely happy with the results. I read a blog recently. That's uh it, it was like a perfect <laughs> Yeah, that's it. We did it. I did it. I read a single blog. We did it. We got there, everybody. <laughs> I said, all right. Well, all right. I'm going to read one blog this week. And then I did it. <laughs> and then I did. And it was fine. I really didn't get anything from it. Um, I read a blog. Uh, my friend Tyler posted a blog, like a productivity blog, about how to build a a homepage for mm. yourself, like a custom bespoke homepage for yourself in Google Sheets. Fun. So, like, I spent some time, like, building it, and now, like, I open my internet browser, and it takes me to a little, like, spreadsheet. I made the background of it, like, a nice pleasing blue, and it says, it says, you know, there's a little greeting that I, I'm programming, I'm going to, tonight, I'm going to program it based on time zone, or time, so that depending on the time of day, it gives me a little personal greeting. Right now, it says, hello, Jeff, it's great to see you again, my friend. The current time and date are, and then it tells me the time and date. Fuck. gives me a weather forecast. I want this. I've got little inspirational quotes so that if I click a button, it gives me a little inspirational quote. Oh, my God. Uh, I built a to-do list that, like, pulls my, my to-dos. Uh, I've got, like, a little spreadsheet that I just enter in, like, what I have to do that day and the date that I have to do it by. And it pulls that and displays it on my homepage. So, like, I open it up and I'm like, oh, I've got AMFC and I've got one other podcast I have to record tonight. Great. I have that. It's got a little notepad space. It's uh, it's great. It's really, it's a, it, 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 it has, it, it fills me with joy when I see it because it fills me with that sense of like I made this, but also it's got a lot of like productivity stuff on it that I'm really, really pleased with. That's dope. I want this. I'm jealous now. I'm like, I want to greet myself every time I open a fucking homepage. It's great. It's just a little friendly greeting. It, it uh, yeah. I've programmed it to uh on specific holidays. Like I took a bunch of holidays and I loaded it into uh, a spreadsheet and i built a formula so that like it searches and on those holidays it says to me like oh and by the way happy birthday fuck that is wholesome and i love it that's yeah, smart it's got, it's, a, great. it's got a real wholesome energy to it and i'm really excited about it dang that makes me very happy honestly i'm good with those bits i'm like these Let's two do are, it. these are pleasing I feel like we i feel like we've got some good stuff yeah i feel like we've had we've made both made strides in terms of productivity this tea sucks but I'm going to continue to drink it. You know why, listener? I do it for you. Yeah, that's anyway, fair. anyway, <laughs> that's fair. So 
We take a listener-submitted prompt. We're going to create the greatest story of all time this week. And I'm very excited about this prompt. It comes from our Discord from Discord user ZeroSuit Bowser, which is deeply satisfying. Prompt. Sea monsters have always been real until you take the time to learn more about them. Hence, they cease to be monsters in time. This is the story of the first encounter between bard and monster, the eternal white whale. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. All very interesting stuff. Very interesting stuff. And I have a pitch for you. Go for it. Hit me. So I was thinking today uh, while I was walking in the snow, because of course it's fucking snowing again. Um, and I was thinking about um, fantasy and how we have like monsters. Like, you know, we have the five made all like the fantasy races and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, and mm-hmm. then there's just kind of monsters. And then there's demons. We have their origin story. We have the monster. Uh, we have demon origin story, people origin story, but not really monsters. We know that they're just like something else and like more akin to animals. And so I started to think, what if when like the world was made, when fantasy first came to be, like there's beings there that, the, the five didn't account for like his magic is wild and unpredictable. What if there were just like giant primordial beasts that are like the predecessors or the ancestors of monsters that may still be alive that are like these big primordial ancestral, you know, like giant whales, you know what I mean? And they would yeah. be like the, they would be the, you know, the great ancestor of the descendants? No, the monsters that are in the sea, like sea monsters that we know would be sure. the descendants of this one being. Sure, sure, sure. You know, because the you know we have sky monsters, we have forest monsters. What if each of these like ecosystems or something had like an ancestral great primordial beast, like these dope, you know, like legendary monsters, basically, and they're the source of all monsters. I love it. The one, the thing I kind of want to pull out of that or like the thing I, I'm not feeling there is mm-hmm. I I don't know if I necessarily need like things to be descended from them because I feel like that almost takes away an element of the mystery of just mm. these gigantic colossal kind of filling the role of like, you know, dragons in, in, in a lot of fiction where they yeah. are just these things that are so large and powerful that they kind of defy description and i I, okay. I love that and the thing that i love about it specifically and in all my fantasy children context is we've built a world where like the default uh this is peeling back the curtain a little bit this world where the default engagement with things like this is not is not violence i think it's very interesting if there are these beings of like ancient primordial power that like you could go that like may or may not be out there that uh you could go and like find yeah yeah it's, it's the first thing that i thought of in the prompt the eternal white whale i thought of like the the big primordial sea monster mm-hmm. like yes there's lots but like there's an eternal white whale that is also in the ocean that is like it's something other you know what i mean it's not yeah. like this ley line creature blah 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 blah, blah. it's like something else like something that like even the five couldn't have predicted or created. It's like an anomaly. Yeah, I love that. And I think that the, I like the idea that there's just uh, like uh, just things of such immense power that they are. They simply like came to be by the presence of this world and this universe and this galaxy and this plane of existence. Things uh, it's it's it, it goes back to what you're saying. Magic is, is is powerful and unpredictable and Sometimes that swirls in such a way that it creates something that is not just alive, but is alive and colossal and ancient and immortal and powerful. And uh, then an eight-year-old child traps them in a ball and, and goes <laughs> to fight God, wait, the Elite Four. I was waiting for you to finish because I, I, I swear to God, I was waiting for you to finish to be like, yeah, I mean, something I really want to pull from is Pokemon. <laughs> but, but, but wait, but truly, in that way that like, yes, there's Geodude. And like you know the world, and then there's oh, yeah. the mis- like the first episode of Pokemon when fucking Ho Oh flies yeah, over you Ash, see and he's like, "What the fuck?" Like, whoa! Like that greater in, in a world where like you know Ash isn't gonna catch fucking Ho Oh is the kind of world that I want to live in, where it's like, yeah, for sure, you can't like fight these mythical creatures, like you'll die. Or yeah, like, I love that. I'm all about it. 
okay. So it's this idea of like people have seen them or like felt their presence or they thought they have, you know, I imagine one that's like a giant fucking bird, honestly. Yeah. Like, you know, okay, this is kind of dope because it's like legendary Pokemon, but in uh detached from the game where you can actually catch them. Like if they were literally legendary creatures yeah. that exist and they don't like serve a purpose. It's not like, you know, Zapdos is keeping the power plant going. It's like, no, it's just a fucking whale and it's down there. What I want to what I want to kind of pitch is like you said, like you can go and see them, but like I almost picture this what this this sense of, oh, I remember what I was going to say now. I was stalling, I was filling sentences by <laughs> stalling time and you can leave that in or not. I you don't know, care. You know? Um so what I want to point out is is there's something very uh there's this very particular like experience that i think like i want to like capture with the idea of these of these uh of these of these er beings right these all these legendary beings can i give them a name simple just they're just called ancients yeah the ancients i love it i'm all about it cool the thing that i want to capture with this sense of it is like and i think the thing that i want to avoid with it partially just to give us a challenge and partially because i think it's an overdone trope that doesn't like give a lot Okay. Aaron, can I tell you a story about the 2005, 2007-ish MMORPG City of Heroes? I am familiar with this game to an extent, but I would love to know more. Okay, so it was a, an MMORPG where you played superheroes in a city full of superheroes. Um, <laughs> in a game called City of Heroes? No way. <laughs> and uh, among, obviously, because they were superheroes, that you had the ability to fly. Like, there was, flight was an option. And for characters that could fly... You had the ability there in the in the in the opening area of the game, there was a statue of a character doing the Atlas pose, like holding the world on their back. Mm -hmm. And when you first got the moment to fly, like you could for the first time, like there you couldn't jump. It was too it was too large of a statue for you to jump. Like you couldn't you couldn't like there was no climbing ability, so you couldn't climb the statue. So like when you got the ability to fly. You could fly to the top of that statue and on the top of that statue that you could only get to if you flew, if you flew and also thought to yourself, I'm going to fly to the top of that statue just so I can be up there. Yeah. There's a little plaque that tells you this little story about like this hero that did this legendary thing. And that's why there's this statue of them in an Atlas pose. Oh, I like this. And it gives you no benefit. It gives you no, uh, like there's you don't get a power from it, you don't get a rare item, you don't get like a special thing from it. It just is. And it's just this little piece of lore and piece of the world that you have experienced that you kind of carry in carry with you. Yeah. Like you, you that's you know, you think about like the time that I went up there and saw that plaque. That's kind of what I picture with these with these ancients and that's also the thing that I want to avoid is like it's not like I go there and the white whale gives me the ability to breathe underwater. Oh, no, it's like fucking bird watching where you're like, yeah. I saw it. Like, I you saw know, it. And you that's know, enough. Yeah. It's the difference between hunting and bird watching where it's like, I saw a blue heron today. What did it give you? Fuck you mean? I saw it. I looked at it. I it was it. great. And I yeah, had a great like, time. <laughs> I saw this thing and like, it's something that like, it's seeing a UFO is the only yes, way to describe it, you right? Know like it's, it's real, the, even if no one else believes you. Yeah, it's like I saw this thing, and like I can carry the knowledge that I saw it forever. Yes, I I cannot. So I, in another MMO, there's this. Have you ever seen like that underwater squid monster that's in World of Warcrafts, like early? In World of no. Warcraft, like, you jump in the ocean in this one area, and if you swim far enough, there's, like, a literal uh, giant fucking squid monster. It doesn't attack. It doesn't really do anything, but it's there. They put it there for you to find, and it's, like, big and terrifying. Like, it's it's quite scary in the way of, like, oh, like, you stumble upon it, and it, it gives you, I think... My reasoning is, if I were to the level design, it would be to inspire that level of wonder, you know yeah, what I mean? It's sure. like every yeah, time yeah. we find a giant squid or something in the dark ocean that we're like, oh, fuck. That sense of perspective and that sense of mystery and wonder that you have no idea what's going on down there, especially in fantasy, our world has tons of unexplained shit. So I can imagine something like ancients, like, you know, you're just walking, you know, home one day and this fucking cosmic bird flies overhead and, like, blows your hat off. And you're like, you come home and you're like, I saw a fucking the cosmic bird. I saw it's like cryptids yeah i love it i love the idea that like and 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 i think that the um 
The thing that I want to I want to throw out because I think it's cool. Okay. Uh, there was an article that I read once about a game that is played at the tabletop that I do not wish to name. <laughs> um, and it was it was talking about monster layer design, and I think this is a principle that I think applies really specifically here. And it was stating that, like, it stated in the in the the book full of the book full of of manual style descriptions for monsters that are featured in this game. Uh, it is specified that, like, at a certain power level, monsters have the ability to change the environment around them. I fuck with and so this. like, what if it's like, what if like that's the other part of like. If it if it if it were to literally do something, right? Like if an ancient stirs, yeah, it's not so much that you get something like you don't learn the secret. It doesn't whisper. It doesn't whisper something from the dead into your ear. No, but like the world changes around it. Like in its wake, like where the white whale rests, like things have changed to reflect the fact that the white whale was there. Yes, uh, where I, the, this giant bird flies overhead, like. Changes the weather. Yeah, the weather changes. Plant life, like like plants of a certain color, only blossom in places where uh, where a giant, an ancient bird, like sat once. Like these flowers really like- only, and so like there's a culture of 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 ancient watching. There's a culture of ancient watching that is literally like, oh look, like the flowers here indicate that that an ancient flew overhead. They've they've blossomed in a way that it must have been fifty years ago. I really like this because it, it would, it's like, it creates myths in our world about like seasons. I really fucking like this because now we have like this like weird pantheon of monster ancients. Yeah. And they just like are, they, I, I think like, I think, yeah, they're just there. I think that's very cool. And like, there's this idea that like, they just kind of exist. They are yeah. not, they are not like divine entities. They are not uh like... They just are as ancient as can be and have sort of these weird, like the world kind of reacts to them because they were, they, they existed outside of sort of the scope of the world. Yes. They shape the world around their body, like Mm -hmm. their presence. And I really like that. It gives them this otherworldly, like the world bends to them. They don't bend to the world. Like, you know what I mean? Like they literally manipulate the world around them. This is fucking dope as shit. And I'm ready to talk about a great white whale. Um, a reminder of the prompt. Sea monsters have always been real until you take time to learn more about them. Hence, they cease to be monsters in time. This is the story of the first encounter between bard and monster, the eternal white whale. Okay, so I have a pitch for what the eternal white whale is. Okay, please. It's actually not 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 giant. It's not giant and it's not uh, like it's not giant at all. It's like small, like pocket sized. It's about the size of a like, like a like a an average large fish. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like a tuna. Like a tuna's not, pretty like, big. Tuna's pretty big. I'm thinking like maybe person sized, maybe the size a of big, a small boat. It's a fucking big fish. <laughs> so yeah, like okay. it's big enough. It's big enough that it's it is. Here's how it's like a it. dolphin. We'll say it's like a dolphin, dolphin or like an orca sized, whale. Like, it's big enough that if you were to see it, it would be a hell of a fish story. Okay. Aaron, what's the fish from The Simpsons? Not Blinky. The the fish in the episode where Homer and Marge go and get marriage counseling. Oh, that... Uh, wait, get marriage counseling? Because he went to the all-you-can-eat seafood place? Uh, the place where it, when he goes fishing instead of staying in the in the in the group like the group counseling session. Oh, j- this is like season three. I cannot remember. I haven't watched that episode since General I was a kid. Sherman is his name. General Sherman. <laughs> you caught the general. Okay, that's so- that's 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 the the size the, the size and scope of it is like is like you could bring it into your boat. It would fill your boat, and it's just like a hell of a story. But Aaron, what I want to throw to you about what makes the what makes the whale, uh, like incredibly powerful i mean it is literally in the prompt the eternal white whale it is it has been alive forever okay and it has been in every body of water oh it is not bound by the separation between land and water fuck yes like it can be in your grandma's motherfucking pond one weekend and then teleport across the world it is possible to go outside in your backyard and just see like a 
a bass boat sized a bass boat sized tiny whale, whale. but it's a whale <laughs> swirling around and then it looks up at you and it does a little it does the little whale like it jumps out of the water splashes back down and does then the it is on willy. the other side of the world and you never see it again i am obsessed with the eternal white whale now and it just like sails around the world like it swims around the world like and the the thing is is that unlike uh some other ancients there's a giant, there's like an ancient bird that you could like track the, um, you could track the, like the flight path of, right? Like, mm-hmm. like there are ways that this, this is this because it is, it is not bound by like the laws of water. There's no way to like, you know, you can reasonably predict where if you are a lifelong follower of the great bird, right? If you're a bird tracker. Oh, yeah, you can fucking find this thing, I'm sure. It's if you're, one gigantic and two tracker, changes. You can like, track its flight paths. Yeah, you it changes can follow the fucking the, seasons. <laughs> you can follow the, follow the trail of beautiful purple flowers and like you have an idea. Yeah. Because this can just like, because it, it with a splash, it is in a different body of water. Fuck knows where this whale is going to be next. What does it do to water? Because I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking it either calms it, like cleans it, you know, uh, or just like brings you good luck, uh, heals you. Does it make Does it make the water into a recovery spring, like in a Final Fantasy game? <laughs> I'm trying to think this through. It um, because how does the water shape around it? You know, how does the world change? It makes the water look impossibly deep. Mm, but it's not like your grandma's pond is not any deeper or is it yeah uh, 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 i'm gonna th- i'm gonna throw a little magic in it it makes it look impossibly deep and if you stare at it for long enough you see the water you see the the reflection of like wherever whatever the either the last place or the next Ooh, i think it's the last place i think it's i think like that's the way that you can maybe like the closest you could get to following it is if you find a pool of water or a spot that the that the the whale has splashed in, yeah, and you look in it, you see the last place it's been. Oh, I and like so you that. see it like reflected up. So it's like you're in your grandma's, you're in your backyard, you're you're at your grandma's fishing pond. You look in the water and you look for long enough, and you see like you see like mud trap. Like you see the you see the docks of mud trap, and it's like the reflection of that water reflected into you from this place that is on the other side of the world. I love that. So I love like it very in real much. world terms, it's literally like if I were to look in my if I were to look in my bathtub, like I filled a I filled a bath, I'm about to relax, I've got my robe on, and I look in the water and there's and a whale. Like, there's a whale in it, and I'm like, ah and it splashes, <laughs> and then I look and I'm like, that's Australia. I'm okay. like there it is. Yep, there's the Sydney Opera House. Okay. Can I can I throw in a little detail as well? Yeah, please. I think when you look into the water, you also um you see where you're going. You like hmm. see a little further like into your life and you see one destination that you're going to go to in the future. You see where the whale has been and you see one place that you're going. Hmm. Just a little touch. I like it's that. not that important. That's a little, a little magic. Yeah, it's like, because it, what you're describing is like time magic. So yeah. I thought of like, it's a little time thing where like, you know, it is the eternal white whale, which I like to add a little like time element to it. I like it. It's, it's part of what makes it eternal. Now, this is the story of the first encounter between bard and monster, the eternal white whale. So, a uh, uh, fantasy class refresher. Bards and fantasy are, yes, like scribes, musicians, artists, um, and one of the many abilities that they're most prized for in like adventuring parties is you cannot travel on fantasy's oceans without a bard because fantasy's oceans are chock full of sea monsters that are just ready to fuck your ship up. Um, but if you have a bard who is playing music at the helm or singing, it will literally calm the monsters to not attack your boat. So you need a fucking bard. That's why at the front of the boat, there's always like a person carved into the mast or whatever that thing is called, the, the stick, because it's to symbolize like the the value that a bard has. Anyway. Yeah. So this is the story, the first encounter between bard and monster. So this is a bard who basically met the whale. I love it. Yes. Now, wh- why does, like, you know, it's not, it isn't ancient, you know, but it's not like needs any calming. Did they have a magical adventure together? Is it just a, did the whale leave an impression on a bard? Um, was it something like, this is the first time a bard ever was like, you know, the whale basically taught them how to play music that calms monsters by showing them where they're going mm. in the future? You know? It, or, mm. you know? Because this is the f- this first encounter between bard and monster. So I have a setup. 
Okay. But I don't have anything else. Okay, I'll give me your setup. I'll throw it to you to see if you've got something you want to add to this it. This is called the alley oop, listener. This is the alley oop. Um, what I picture because it doesn't say it doesn't say crew. Mm. It doesn't say uh, like a ship encountered the white whale. Yeah, no. It doesn't specify anyone other than the bard. Yes. I think perhaps this is the story of the like. This is the this is the story like of a bard that was shipwrecked okay the crew is wiped out yeah like this bard is the sole survivor of this ship that has that is that like crashed at sea was struck by a storm they like are clinging to a door and like this is and like they have this experience and what to, true to what we were saying earlier right like i don't think there's like necessarily if there's an interaction between person and whale like it's not it's like a glance or a smile. It's, they like they yeah. It's not like uh. It's not like uh, I don't think there's like a teaching moment. I no, guess there's is what no, I would say. Th- That's the thing with these fucking beings. They they are very. They don't care you exist. Yeah, like you, they are otherworldly. In the fact that like you're an ant, you're a gnat to them. They're like I don't need to swat you. I'm a giant whale. Like what business? You know what I mean? It's like that yeah. kind of relationship where they just kind of do their own thing and. You know, you can't really fuck with them. You, like, physically can't. I love it. And uh, so what happens is uh, they see this whale, and in an instant, they're turned into a badger with a little hat. I'm getting up. <laughs> Was it a badger? It's an, oh, it's an otter. It's the uh, otter in <laughs> a hat. I know, a quest otter. Yeah. Uh, no, what happens is, like, I like the... So I, I, in talking that through, like, and hearing what you're saying, like, I love the idea that they saw this thing, this magical ancient being. And like it changed them, but not in like a del- in like a deliberate like it didn't wasn't like here is the gift powers of the of the forever whale. Yeah, it's like um, they just it's it changed their perspective, and that caused them to do something like to that caused them to do something that reflects the fact that they saw this wondrous thing, and that person went on to do something. What do we what 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 do you think that something is? What is something that you are spurred to do? Because you just saw this thing, right? Can I like make you... a pitch? Yeah. As opposed to, you know, they just, like, I'm trying to think of something just a touch stronger than, like, I was inspired. Sure. You know, I'm thinking something like, you know, did they chase it? Did they therefore get pulled into something? Not like some gift power or something. Did the whale in the rare act, in a, the rarest act, help them? You know what I mean? I'm trying to think yeah, like yeah, something yeah. that's I, like, you know, the they they got to hold this person cuz this is like the first time a bard has ever encountered like a sea monster. We'll say this is in the old oakiest smokiest days where like bards were not on ships like yes, this bard was like hanging out and like playing music, but it wasn't to in order to do this. And I think this is like the first this is the b- first fucking bard who was like I'm imagining this. So here's my pitch, if I may. Sure. This bard, I'm going to roll some dice. This bard, I got a two, so he, him. Um, this bard, he is not a great person. He's not nice. He's not really anything. This is like in the old days where there's fucking mascots and everybody's kind of like a capital A adventurer. And this is just an adventuring party on a boat going somewhere. Doesn't matter where. They don't get shipwrecked in a storm. They get their asses beat by a fucking like sea monster cracking ass thing right mm-hmm. and it's like oh no what do we do because no one's thinking like oh if the bard just fucking sings at it or plays like a well, magic fucking song it will stop it'll chill they try fighting it you know nothing goes well they all die <laughs> bards bards on this boat on this um on this raft and the whale appears does it help them and or do they have to commune with do they commune with the whale through song i'm trying to like tie it into what we have with what bards do in fantasy on boats with the whale coming appearing before him in the water you know is there anything there because it doesn't have to be like a gift is given but does the whale okay may i I make a pitch oh sorry my my first thought i want to hear what you have to say as well the the monster comes back it's like not done yet it sees that this guy is still fucking on a boat and it comes back the whale as whales do, do its whale song, and it makes the monster go away. Is that the moment where this bard learns that singing makes monsters go away? 
Can what I throw do you, you have? A diff- can I throw yeah, you a different do. pitch? Because I've do. got, I'm I've floundering. Got, I've got, I've got something. I see what you did there. Okay. Um, <laughs> can I? I want to throw you a pitch. We've got this. We've got this. This. We've got this bard. Uh, maybe it's not the first bard because I feel like I seem to remember there's something about Nymphaea being the first bard. That also might be true, or also D'Artagnan Skysail may also be the first bard. Wait, I, I can't remember. I right can't now. fully remember, but I've got to like three years. But I want to throw out a different. Like I, I think there's, I think there's a different direction that we could take this in okay, that is I'm very ready. interesting that ties into like what we've said the whale does. Ties into specifically what you said the whale does that I think is really interesting. What if this bard is on this raft, sees this whale? And, like, the whale comes up, maybe they lock eyes and they have, like, this moment and, like, this person realizes, like, oh, fuck, this is, like, a, this is, like, a powerful, like, legendary thing. You know what I mean? Like, has that, has that unmistakable, like, I am, I am seeing, I am seeing, you know, something that no one has ever seen before moment. Can I name them real quick? Yes. It's, it, there, his name is Adagio Plainsong. Yeah, that's a good name. Thank you. Anyway. So Adagio sails you know row 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 like chases this thing right like chases after it gets to this water and it's kind of of all things like dead water right like there's no current in the it's ocean just sort of like it's this spot in the ocean where there's no current cool. right like it's like any that's a and fun looks, detail about whale too by the way yeah i like that they it, it's the water like and it's, it's partially wide you can look into it and see things so clearly is it the water just doesn't and it it probably eventually goes back to having a current through it but like for a period it just kind of stills out i'm about it and he looks in this water and he looks in this water and like he's tr- stuck here right like he's stuck in mud basically and he's looking and he sees a port and and by virtue of he by virtue of like he sees something in a star or he recognizes a flag or like something, right? Like there's some indicator to him that this port that he's never been to before. And he doesn't, he has no idea what this, this port town's name is. Like he has nothing. He just has this visual and he knows that if he rows his boat south for an hour, he'll hit dock. So it basically was like, you know, following seagulls on the ocean type thing. Yeah. And like, he just happens to like, know, like be able to be like, I can figure out where that is. It is the place that he will go. And whether or not the whale intended to do this is up is up for debate. But like, it is not just the place that he was go that he was meant to go. It is the place that he needed to go to survive. So I want to throw you two possible ideas. Yes, please. Let you choose. Does this person bottle and sell magical whale water, or is that like gamer b- uh, bathwater? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Well. <laughs> um, or is this something where like he goes back and like. It becomes like a type of bard that is about like singing about like what is to come. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like he like he spends his days thinking about like that feeling in his gut of of I saw what was to I saw what was to happen and like for be, creates this entire like form of song that is like singing that which is going to occur, which becomes an entire separate school of bard of bardic performance fucking that is, prophecy songs yeah he sings prophecy songs <laughs> it becomes okay can i can i take that and say that it becomes a little bit of like a doomsday type prophecy person like is this mm. someone who like you know is this something that's it it, it was not a good lasting effect you I know what that. i mean yeah like it was something that it's like people begin looking for the whale in order to like find out what comes next and some people interpret that as meaning like, if you can, because there's this one story of Adagio Plain Song who once found the whale and saw something in the water that was in the future. And what did they see? Maybe it was something bad. Was it like end of the fucking world? What if it's, what if they see something good, but that's like, like, that's the bad thing, right? Like they saw like how to survive in that moment, right? Yeah, like they saw yeah. the port, they, they saw the place that they were going because it's yeah. got to be like a location. So they saw where they were going and it like took them to safekeeping, which means that they saw like, and like that promise also because a, I like the idea of turn of, of in fantasy, the, the iconography of the white whale. 
also represents a dangerous obsession. That yes. is like a fun that that ties it into the into the Moby Dick white whale imagery in our world, and I like that. Yes, where it's it becomes this thing of like if you find it, yes, you see a frame in the future, and it's like okay, but that could mean like that we present pretend prevent catastrophe. I could see how this new relationship turns out. I could, and it becomes this people hunt this white not hunt but like follow and chase this eternal white whale and what i want to propose uh i want to propose two things because i love that i think it's amazing and i I love it and can i propose two things of course no one that chases after it finds it no no that's the yeah that ties it back into the moby dick iconography of like it is your doomed obsession because you spent if you if you embark onto the waters to chase the to chase the eternal white whale like you are lost yes you were gonna because it can be in any body of water in the entire world and you are sailing around the 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 image is the sailor that like is like well i'm gonna go cash in i'm gonna find this one find this whale it's gonna show me where i can find a million bucks you sail off and then you and then you are seated in the duchess and she makes you wait a very long time yes i feel like there's a lot of like there's a lot of seafaring phrases and stuff about this that are about like don't go chasing the whale like it's one of those like it's about the journey type things yeah because how many people with blinders on just go chasing after a whale meanwhile they sailed the entire world and didn't give a fuck didn't yeah, even right. notice. They just went from pond to stream to ocean, hunting a fucking whale that you will never see in your lifetime. Probability-wise, it is fantasies big as fuck. Odds are, unless you're a fucking, you can fly, You ain't, even if you could, you couldn't find this fucking thing. Oh, what a mess. What a and mess. the other thing that I want to propose is I love the idea that there is that there is I want I want to come back to that that like bardic prophecy song thing because I love the idea that like a more positive lesson and i think this is maybe the story this is maybe the story that adagio like gives to the world is that adagio's like is that there's kind of two cuz i i think there's a neat kind of conflict if adagio takes a different lesson than like if it, like what i picture is adagio is in a bar he's sitting he's telling the story and he's like i swear i looked in the water and i saw this port i saw this dock like it told me i saw i saw i knew how i could get there in an instant and like he he tells this story and eventually like it starts to get poetic right like he starts mm. embellishing it and that becomes this sort of song that becomes uh this like prophecy song that becomes like this school of bardic craft that i want to come back to in a moment but then as he's telling the story there's like a, a shitty pirate that's like wait you're mailing me there's some sort of future whale <laughs> and yes. i could get it to tell me the future and i could maybe even use that to like get the drop on some other pirates well later suckers and like walks out the door i love it and i love the idea that adagio is just like yo i fucking it's not even bardic it's just like they're a good storyteller and he tells really great tales and so he's talking about this time that he gazed into this water and saw this port and it saved his life meanwhile other people who are like a little skeptical are like maybe maybe he saw something bad that's going to happen to the town Maybe like people who think yeah. that the this this whale shit is not good, or it it does prophesy something like doom and gloom to wherever. Like you know, people are going to interpret this myth completely in the story completely differently. So some people become very suspicious of Adagio Plain Song of like you know what they, whether they believe him or not. Yeah, They're like what brought you? Like this fucking guy is like yeah, I fucking swam here on a fucking door. I paddled here with my arm and like magically I found it because I looked in a whale. It's like, what are you really doing here? You know, so there's a lot of like mistrust. There's mistrust and there's there's opportunism of people being like, ha ha, I'm going to go cash in. And then there's people being like, well, surely like if there's something bad coming, this whale's going to tell me. And like you get people chasing after this whale. And I love both of those those ideas. Okay, so my question for you is. Who is the Daggio playing song? I kind of want to get to know them. I have I have in front of me my session zero cards that okay. Meg sent, and I'm very excited. I to would bust love to. Them I out. would love to flip some of them. Can I give you one last detail before we do? Fuck it, you can do it. And then want. we will get into our <laughs> traditional. We'll get into our traditional drawing card segment that we Aaron. We haven't done this in fucking ages. I know. Um, the detail that I want to throw out is, uh, it's a bardic school specifically prophecy song. And the reason it becomes a bardic school specifically is it's another way. It's a different way. It is a different but equally valid way to survive on the water. If Mm. you know what's coming, 
right? Like, yeah. if someone is telling you the story and in their song, like, you have this clear picture of, okay, well, there's a giant squid right over that horizon. Mm. I know not to, I know, and, and that giant squid is sinking ships. Oh. I know to go that way instead. So what's cool, oh, sorry, go ahead. And it's this, it's this art form of, of, like, rather than being confronted by a monster and calming it down and bringing this peace, it is a different sort of story of, or a different sort of art form of, of a different sort of musical style of, I'm going to tell you what's a, what's ahead, and then you can address that and change and, like, be ready for it. Can I, can I add on to that? Because I really think it's exciting. Hell yeah. It's this rare form, like, of bardic magic and ability. It's something really rare and challenging to do where you quite possibly use your voice to it's kind of like echolocation where you're literally bouncing your voice off of the fabric of time and space in order to then it comes back to you and you know what's ahead i love it i adore it so it's like it's like crazy powerful crazy wild and i think it's based on the story of the whale yeah it is based on like the well some say that the whale fucking sang and you know and adagio plain song followed the song so adagio is technically right saying that he swam all the way to this port town but also the whale was also cutting through space and time with this music i think we could figure that out and so people like figure out i think how to literally do this is is that is that too much (laughs) no i'm all about it i think that's a beautiful like exploration of what this of what prophet i like i i'm all i'm so in love with the phrase prophecy song that like i think that's a good name for this school of 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 art because it's very for me it's very evokes sorry what were you gonna say it's just a very beautiful name. It's like that was a that was a sick turn of phrase that you dropped, and so cool. I'm I'm riding with it because I think it's it shreds. Because I think something that is interesting is you could like you know some bards use it for good and function, where it's like yeah I'm gonna see how the winds are gonna be today. You know they scream like banshee out into the ocean. The sound comes back to them. They're like you know if we do south, you know the winds are great because I saw into the literal fucking future, but. Some people will try to scream farther and literally see into the future like 10 years. Mm-hmm. Like some people reach a little too far. I like that element of like some people literally use it prophesizing and like fortune telling, but because they're literally ripping through space and time and they're not just looking, they're ripping. And so it's like, it's dangerous. It's sometimes, I imagine if someone sings a prophecy song too hard or fucks it up, it could like create, cause a being to come through that rift in space time mm. and devours a whole town. I'm all about it. So it's like this forbidden, scary art. Cool. Yeah. So I have in front of me Session Zero cards uh, that were sent to me from the lovely Megan Cross, inventor of Session Zero, the most talented ridiculously amazing game designer because Megan makes a new game like every fucking week. If you follow Megan on itch, you will see that it's every week. It's like new game on itch from Megan cross. It's, it's, it's wild. <laughs> it's right. So I'm in awe. we're going to draw some cards and answer some sick questions. So Jeff, I'm drawing a card. Um, this is a Daggio plain song. Nobody's perfect. What is the biggest lie you ever told? Who did you tell it to? Why did you tell it? Based on the little we know. I have something. Okay. The lie that he told was that he knew a form of magic that would protect sailors at sea. Uh, oh. And that, like... <laughs> well, it's that he was a bard, <laughs> Aaron. That's the thing that he lied about. It was oh, that, shit. It was that he knew the magic of Nymphaeolacus and could calm a monster at sea with his song. But didn't? Be- because he, that, got- he lied. Oh, no. Because he figured it wouldn't come up. He figured, how likely is it that we get caught in a fight with a kraken? It's like, really fucking the probability... It's like... 90% of seafaring ships in fantasy face a monster. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, but there's that 10% though. And he's just like, they're about there, obviously. And I, I love that. <laughs> I, I love that. That I love that's his thought process. Cause it, it changes the fact that he saw this one in a trillion thing. Yeah. It makes it much better. If before, if part of the way that he was changed was he went from a person that like, was like, well, yeah, no, I don't care. Like, I know what you're saying is likely to happen. To it, like it, it affirms his belief a little bit. Like, 
I, I, there's, I'm trying to find the right words, but it, like it plays with his view in a very nice way that this person that was like, I'll probably fall in the 10% of people that don't run into a Kraken falls into the one in a trillion percent chance that he sees this immortal eldritch being. So there's something that, to that that I know what you're talking about. It's people who say like, it'll never happen to me. Mm-hmm. You know, there's that very specific person who is like, oh, that, like, yeah, I don't look both ways before crossing the street. You know, what's the fucking, you know, it's never going to happen to me. And things like that. Like, my my dad always says, you ne- you, you, you think it's never going to happen to you until it does. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And this is somebody who was, was goofing around and they found out where it was like they lied about being like, yeah, I'm a bard. Because they were trying to get from point A to point B or with an adventuring party. And like, yeah, I know how to sing those fucking songs. It's never going to fucking happen. Like, all those people are telling fishing tales. Like, all yeah. those people on those fucking boats, those bards who say they saw, you know, giant lobsters coming out of the ocean. Like, Shut the fuck up. That's a lie. Until, you know, the giant uh, beluga whale came busting out of the ocean and destroyed their boat. Yep. I love it. So now I guess I'll just draw one, another one and answer it myself. Oh, I mean, I have also have a deck of cards. Oh, my God. Of course draw. you do. Hit me. Opening the deck. If you pull the same one, I'm going to scream. That'd be amazing. Your character is a sucker for a pretty face. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening really intently to like, oh boy. <laughs> there was a birth you remember with great happiness. Whose birth was exceptionally meaningful to you? What do you remember most about them being born? Why were they so important to you? Uh, uh, what's their name again? I named them. Adagio? Adagio. Adagio has a daughter. Adagio isn't like a 20-year-old. Like, Adagio is like 55 years old and has never been on a fucking boat, has never done this bardic thing. And that's the reason why they're out. They're like, you know, I got to get busy living or what is it? Or die trying? I don't know. Get busy living or get busy dying. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And so he has this memory of his daughter being born. And it's like the, what's what's the thing? What's the happy birth? Uh, birth is very important to you. What is important about it, and why? What like what detail do you remember? The th- detail that Adagio remembers about his daughter's birth is he will never forget uh, the way the sun was beaming through the window, and it literally a beam of light like landed right on his daughter's forehead as soon as she was like lifted to the sky by like the fantasy doctor. Mm-hmm. And there was this beam of light. And I think it's important because that when when he was like on this fucking boat and absolutely got his shit kicked in um, and he's like, you know, fading, 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 you know, he's getting tired. He's been paddling. He's been kicking for so long before the whale showed up that there was almost there was a beam of light that like shone onto the onto the wreckage of the boat. And it was a reminder to him to like, I should have just stayed home. Like, yeah, you know, why did I, I have to fucking lie? It was this reminder of like the things that, yes, you should have gotten busy living. But like you also like you have a daughter, you have things like, why, the, why are you doing this? You know, why are that. you out there lying and risking your life for adventure? And if you're willing to risk your life, why do you fucking lie, Adagio? I love that. And I, 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 I. I was actually just drawing cards just to draw cards, and I drew the card, like, what do you consider your biggest failure? I think, like, part of the reason that he commits himself to, like, telling this story and teaching people is because, like, it's, it's, it, he feels it's his, it's his responsibility a little bit, right? Like, he's like, I caused this. I hurt people. Like, people, people died because I lied. Yeah. If I can, if I can give, if I, and once he kind of discovers that, like, I think he kind of stumbles on, this art form, this prophecy song, this ability of his to, like, through poetry and song, kind of, like, give a picture of a thing that's going to happen. He kind of, like, is like, well, if I can make sure that nobody ever finds, like, if anybody that practices this art can keep someone close to them from falling into the horrible thing that I let people fall into, it doesn't make up for what I did. But at least it like it mean it maybe balances things out in the end. Yeah, like the guilt would be pretty tremendous of like the the amount of luck that he got when it's his fucking fault, where he's floating there being like, "This is all my fucking fault," and the one in a trillion chance that a fucking magic eternal white whale comes and saves you, it would be this lesson to like y'all. You can't ex- like all these people expecting to find the white whale. And fix their fucking problems. Like, you, you can't. Yeah. You know, like, the, you can't expect 
this luck to happen to you. You have to see what you have, understand that like what you have in your life is good and worth, you know, not throwing the fucking dice on. You know, like I'm sure his daughter was like, "What the fuck, dad?" Like you you fucking almost died and you were saved by a cosmic eternal white whale. Like that will never happen. Like I almost lost you and like you're a dick. Mm-hmm. You know, that was very selfish of you. And I think it's a big lesson for him and when he does tell this story again, it's like you know, don't please don't chase this white whale. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Sure. Like, because it's, you know, you will not find this luck that I found. Let me be a lesson to you and to not take the fucking terrible chance to begin with. I love that. Let's, uh, it's my turn. Yes, indeed. To ask you. Um, more than anything, what is your greatest desire? What will it take to achieve it? What would you give up to see it realized? I think his biggest, his biggest desire was... I think I think he wanted to fuck it. It's just he it was it was selfish. He wanted to be famous. Ah. He wanted to be he wanted to be like he wanted to be part of he wanted to be part of something bigger than himself. He wanted to be famous. He he saw like a crew that was like we are we are embarking on a journey to this like sacred special place. And he's like, oh, people are going to tell stories about that person forever. I'm going to I'm going to be a part of that ship. And they're like, the only people, the only role we're looking for is a bard. And he's like, well, great. Fucking sign me up. Perfect. I I really like this. And it makes it even sadder that it's like the reason he's like, yeah, I get busy. Is he someone who's like sitting there in his mid 50s and is like, I've never done anything. I've never taken a single chance. I've never done like in a selfish way not acknowledging the fact that he's like raised this like really amazing cool daughter and like you know has like tons of friends he's someone who's still dissatisfied and is like i've never done anything that i wanted to do i've never like been on an adventure i want people to be telling i want to be the person that people talk about at taverns and like i want the what is it the the wind on the it's not wind on the wind but you call it it was the whispers on the wind it was i want the whispers on the wind to talk about fucking me I want to have people like clanking fucking mugs in my honor. Like this sucks. Like this normal life is fine, but like I want dope shit and then did this. And so I, yes, I like this a lot. I like this deeply flawed man. Yeah. I'm all about it. (laughs) Uh, Aaron, my final question for you before we wrap, not all beliefs last forever. What do you no longer believe in? What course of actions caused you to lose your belief? And why was that belief important to you? Um, he used to believe that the whale was good. Um, he used to believe that the whale was like, um, what do you call it? Like, uh, benevolent. You know, he used to think that like the whale led me to this place. And over time and seeing what the myth of like what he wrought and the, what people are seeing the whale become, uh, in terms of people chasing it and things like that, he's now seeing that it's a very unfeeling exist, unfeeling like being. Mm-hmm. Like that it does not have a moral compass. It wasn't looking out for him. It was just doing what it does. And he got lucky and survived. That the place that it showed him was like not that far off. And what was the rest of the question? Uh, you actually kind of hit all of it. It was like, oh, why was that belief important to you? I think at first it was like, you know, he was like, y'all, there's this whale that like leads like very, uh, if mermaids were good, like it leads you to, you know, it leads you to safe haven. Like, it's amazing. It's like, um, there's another being that's like the Duchess, where like, you you know, before you die, like, you don't have to be dead, and it can lead you to safety. It like, you know, spirits you away to a safe place if you're lost on the ocean. And that is not true at fucking all. Um, yeah, and I think that's what he used to think of it. It's like, there's this magical thing that's out on the fucking water that can save you. And like, so get out there and be a fucking seafarer. Because I think at first it's like, because, you know, like, yes, there's a risk, but there's also a chance that you might get saved by a cosmic fucking whale. And so, you know, it was worth it in the end. And I think that fades over time as he sees, like, how he creates prophecy songs that are not always great. He creates the myth of the eternal white whale, which is most oftentimes terrible. And so it's kind of this thing where it's like, I used to fucking really believe in the white whale man that it gave a shit about me and now i see that it doesn't give a fuck about anybody (laughs) i love it dang is that a wrap i think it's a wrap god damn okay so that episode fucking ripped 
Um, thank you, Zero Suit Bowser, for your prompt. Zero Suit Bowser posted that in our Discord channel, our prompt submission channel. And you can do it, too. All you got to do is jump into our Discord. But also, there's several ways that you can submit prompts to our little podcast that could. Jeff, can you tell everybody? I sure can. Uh, you can tweet at us at AMFC underscore podcast using the hashtag fantasy children. You can post them to our discord at bit.ly slash AMFC discord in the prompt submission channel. You can post them on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash all my fantasy children, or you can email them to us at all my fantasy children at gmail.com. Shibuya. Um, while you're on the internet, uh, clicking around, if you're on candystand.com and you're playing wiffle ball, you're playing mini golf, why don't you click uh, out of that and put in the HTML for Jeff's other podcast. <laughs> Party of One is an actual play podcast focused on two-player role-playing experiences. Every week, I sit down with a friend, we play a two-player game, we share some laughs, maybe a few tears, and we have a really good time. New episodes drop every Tuesday at partyofonepodcast.com. Boom. And then once you're done listening to Party of One, you should go listen to Aaron's other podcast. Yeah! I'm on a, I'm a cast member of the All Ages Adventure Podcast, Skyjack's Carrier's Call. It's about young teens learning to find themselves and go on adventures uh, in the world of Spear, in the world of Skyjacks. So do that. It's all ages show. So if you have kids, if you're young, you have youngins or you're young at heart, you'll like it. It's really good. We don't curse or have weird, you know, I refer to it in my head as tabletop content, which is like gross stuff. <laughs> There's no blue humor. <laughs> I tabletop love jokes. I feel it. Um, Verbal hug. Mm. I have one. Uh, first of all, take care of yourself on Twitter. Like, I, this is something I truly believe in. Like, I'm not saying to not engage with the bigger issues of the world, but please do not waste your motherfucking time and energy on internet discourse. Like, shit opinions and stuff, like, you know, that are about, like, fandoms. Don't waste your fucking time and energy. Like, the world is really shitty right now. You don't need to literally dive headfirst into the Aegean stables you know, have some self-preservation for me. I know that there's sometimes the pressure to be like, you know what? I'm going to share this motherfucking hot take because fuck those people. I'm like, no, just fucking just, it's sometimes better to step away, get some little perspective and be like, this is not worth it. No, 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 no. The discourse is there because people love acting like starting arguments with people as a personality and i'm never here for it fuck them and fuck that you have too much other shit to do i am sure so go do it make yourself happy instead of engaging with it's like fighting with kids in high school that you actively didn't fucking like like why are you talking to them ew don't friend of the sh- friend of the show brandon leon gambetta loves to say that there are two kinds of in there's two kind the, the the word discourse is used in two distinct ways one is like things that are causing harm Things that things that like are are causing harm and like are impacting people's lives in a in a way and like and then there's drama laden Twitter yes. algorithm bullshit. That is what I'm talking about. Where it's and like, like and it's exactly like it's so prevalent. There's stu- there's like actual work to be done to make the world a better place, and there's things that are causing harm that need to be called out, and there's 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 you know, causes that need to be championed. And then there is, uh, somebody drops a hot take about something on Twitter because frankly, Twitter is a horrendous nightmare platform and with an algorithm that actively encourages hostile engagement. Yeah. Um, there's somebody drops a hot take about like, about like it. If you, if you like, uh, if you like roles, Fuck you. And like yeah. then everybody gets mad about it and I like love rules. Fuck that guy. And it's that's like that's not like that's not worth your So what I want to add to this is and this is a, <laughs> this is like uh this is some realness that I'm 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 right I'm here for I'm, I've got some some heat here. Recognize <laughs> recognize bad takes that are done with a purpose. Like there are I cannot count the number of times that I've seen people get legitimately upset. And I mean, I can't tell the times I've been legitimately upset because somebody dropped a mean spirited, bad faith, like aggressive attack on something, something broad and intentionally designed to attract as much attention as possible. I can't tell you how many times like that has hurt me and how many times I've seen people get hurt by that. Yeah. And when like the end goal is 
I'm doing this because Twitter, because I'm going to play the algorithm, get people mad, start a start a hashtag discourse, build yes. a trending topic. Yes. And then tomorrow I'm going to have 200 followers and drop a tweet to my to the game that I'm releasing or Go! I'm going to drop a tweet to my writer's blog. This or I'm gonna, guy is like, I'm going to plug facts. my podcast when a bunch of people have hate followed me. Ooh. And then a bunch of people are going to go, well, I'm going to hate listen to this. And then like, Spicy. like, don't buy into that. Like, no. that is a that is a toxic behavior and a toxic mindset i think like you are better than this yeah i think you are better than that better than a world in which you relentlessly engage in things because i want you i want better for you than that and that is my that is my 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 verbal hug good yeah i want better for you you are like you're great and like you don't deserve that so i know it's twitter's fault like curating your feed is like fucking borderline impossible anymore but i mean just don't participate in it. Avoid it. If you hear that, bull- yeah. like you read that shit, I read shit all the time that like makes me mad. I'm like, God, I want to reply to that. But I'm like, no, ill. I would never give that person any energy in real fucking life. I'm not going to fall into Twitter's clutches and neither should you. You're too cool for that. We're sitting at the cool kid table. They're over there in the shit kid table. We're over here eating our uh, breakfast sandwiches at like 1.30 p.m. because we're fucking cool and we're talking about all our favorite things while those kids are over there griping and being assholes. I don't give them any energy. Fuck that. No. Cool kid table. The, the cool kid table only. Cool kid table forever. <laughs> anyway. Is that all we do here? <laughs> that is all we do. All right. Well, then until next time. Good night night and good good game. game.